Hey guys. What up? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's Brandy and Ryan. Hello. With Finding Joy in Our Journey. We are back. We haven't podcast for four weeks together. <sighs> it's been, been four long. weeks. <clears throat> You've podcast. Three weeks ago you did. I did because I'm a professional. Because you're a total mm. professional. I'm a professional. But we have not together for a while, so we finally made it happen. And I'm excited. I actually miss it. I think I've probably said, hey, podcast, hey, podcast. And truly, life has just been so busy. Mm-hmm. Good busy, but busy. So anyway, oof. It's the new year. What is up? I don't know. What's up with you? For real. What's going on? Like, tell us about the month, right? Um, when did I record last? I don't remember. It was three, a few weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, oh, it's been kind of a crazy month. Just work-wise. Um... Went to the Silicon Slopes conference this last week. That was good. It was interesting. Your hair Uh, looks really cute right now. Oh, I wish people could not see it. (laughs) It's really really cute. I don't know why. It's just really cute. Anyway, Silicon Slopes. Yeah. Got to see Mark Zuckerberg speak. And I got to say, as much flack as he's getting, which I think... I don't know. Some of it might be founded. Some of it might not be. Um, I think with a company that large and worth as much as it is, you're going to have criticism. You're going to have people that are just going to find everything they can <clears throat> to complain about. Um, yeah. And I mean, to be honest, like the things that he talked about, I just was very, I was very impressed. You know, I mean, Obviously, you have to kind of see through the smoke and mirrors sometimes to see, you know, like not accepting everything that they say at face value. But his responses seem genuine. They seemed very intentional and that like ultimately he does have the um, the best interest that, you know, he has the, the company's best interest at heart. And ultimately, even like people that are using the products, um, you know, best interests at heart. And so I got to say, I was impressed. He was, um, very well, you know, he spoke very well and it was, it was interesting and it was cool to see. I mean, the guy's worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. And, you know, he's kind of at the forefront of (laughs) everything right now. So seeing anybody that, you know, is as famous as him is always fun. Um, but yeah, it was really, it was really cool to hear. Um, and ultimately, it was a good experience. I mean, being in development, there were some things that were applicable to me, but I just found a lot of it to be more based in like entrepreneurial stuff and like, you know, you're starting a business or you're a business owner, you know, um, I think it's kind of more geared towards them. So hopefully maybe in the future, it will be more kind of 50-50. Awesome. It was fun. When you said they had some pretty cool speakers on... Uh, topics that hit kind of close to home. 
Yeah, yeah, there was the uh, director of the uh, Neuropsychiatric Institute at U at U of U. Um, he spoke. Um, they had a psychologist that was from uni as well, which you know our son was at uni for a little while, so it was interesting to hear him um, hear them speak. And we also had um, Troy Williams from Equality Utah that spoke. And that was really cool. Really cool to meet. I got a chance to go up afterwards and, you know, thank him for the efforts that he's doing because he's been instrumental in the legislature of, you know, conversion therapy getting banned in Utah and, you know, a lot of other protective laws um, for LGBT people. So it was really incredible to hear him. suicide prevention. And hear his story. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. That's cool. I like that they included that. It was... A lot of the classes, even looking through all of the agenda, a lot of it was based in inclusion and diversity. Cool. Which was really cool. So that's very cool. Yeah, it was. It was way different than I thought it was going to be, but um, but it was still it was still a very good experience. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else did we do this month? We have recommitted to paying off debt. Yep. The Dave Ramsey. I don't know if you guys... Oh, stop. I don't know if you guys um, know his program. We've done it twice now, I think. And uh, life just kind of happens and we... There's ebbs and flows. And it seems like we kind of just fall off the wagon. But we are jumping back on it and feeling pretty motivated, I think. We've got the chart in our room hanging up and filling out the percentages as we pay things off and put things in savings and we have a plan. So it feels good. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think we're not going gazelle. If you guys know his program, we are not gazelle yeah. intense because well, and right now it's tough too, because we're saving for our house. Right. We have, a but house we're not, getting we built. won't ever go gazelle intense because we're realists <laughs> in the way of wanting to still live life as we're hitting these goals. Right. Making experiences, yeah. making memories with our kids, experiencing new things. We know that has to happen. And we would rather do that than save that that little bit of trip money that time. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think sometimes people get... So, so deep into it and, and, and no, no fault of them. I mean, if that's what they, what works for them, great. But too often you find, you know, people that are elderly that have tons and tons and tons of money and you're like, well, what did you do? And they're just like, I saved. And I they, don't know people like that, but. They didn't live their life like they could have. So I don't know. I think you have, I think there's a balance. I think yeah. there's a fine balance where you have to, where you have to live in the now, you know, and also kind of look to the Plan future. Plan for the future. I think we're at a good a good place with that. What else did you... Oh, I got my ears pierced. So did I. You did not. I got both of my ears pierced, the duff piercings, to see if it will help some health issues that I've had for pff, 17 years. So, And that was painful. <laughs> <laughs> and if it doesn't help, they're cute. So I'll keep them. And Ryan got a new tattoo, something that... did. He's been wanting, and it says, sometimes darkness can show you the light. 
It's a disturbed song. It's lyrics from a disturbed song. Called The Light. Called The Light. It's, it's a, a fantastic, fantastic song. song. Whoa. <laughs> now you should... Uh, Look it up and listen to it. Um, you know, even even if you're not like a like a metal fan, and I'm not even like a metal fan. It's anymore. really not a crazy metal song. No, no, it's because I will listen to that. The song. lyrics are so <laughs> incredible, and it's just got such a great message. It's so and, good. You know, given everything that like we've been through the past little while, um, you know, <laughs> often you, it can feel very dark, but in that same in that same sentiment, it's, you know, in that darkness, you, you know, it can show you where the light is. And, and I think that's powerful. Um, maybe we'll end with that. Just the chorus. Maybe that would be cool. I think we might try doing that. I'm trying to pull the lyrics up because it is really good. Do you care if I read them? No, that's fine. Go ahead and read them. We'll just spoil my idea. It's kind of long. Let me, I'll just read the chorus. I don't know. Maybe we could leave it. I don't know. Let me just read just the chorus. Read, just read all of the verses and then read the chorus. Okay. It's like an unsung melody. The truth is waiting there for you to find it. It's not a blight, but a remedy. A clear reminder of how it began. Deep inside your memory, turned away as you struggled to find it. You heard the call as you walked away. A voice of calm from within the silence. And for what seemed an eternity, you're waiting, hoping it would call out again. You heard the shadow reckoning. Then your fears seemed to keep you blinded. You held your guard as you walked away. An unforgivable tragedy. The answer isn't where you think you'd find it. Prepare yourself for the reckoning. For when your world seems to crumble again, don't be afraid. Don't turn away. You're the one who can redefine it. Don't let hope become a memory. Let the shadow permeate your mind and reveal the thoughts that were tucked away so that the door can be opened again. Within your darkest memories lies the answer if you dare to find it. Don't let the hope become a memory. When you think all is forsaken, listen to me now. All is not forsaken. You need never feel broken again. Sometimes darkness can show you the light. Beautiful. Sickening, weakening, don't let another somber pariah consume your soul. You need strengthening, toughening. It takes an inner dark to rekindle the fire burning in you. Ignite the fire within you. Don't ignore, listen to me now, all is not forsaken. You need never feel broken again. Sometimes darkness can show you the light. So good. Yeah. It's so good. It's really, 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 it's so deep. And I never, ever think about a heavy metal song being like that. But that one really isn't crazy. But I never listened <clears throat> to the lyrics like I did, which we've known the songs Our Whole Marriage. Mm. I mean, when did they come out with that? Not Our Whole Not Marriage. Not Our Whole Marriage. Uh-uh. But when we started listening, when you started listening to that and shared it with me, I didn't, I liked it, but I never really listened. Yeah. And when you really look at the words, it's so awesome. Yeah. It's so awesome. And your tattoo is beautiful. Yeah, it looks it really good. really great. Yeah. My son's football coach did it, which I wouldn't expect a football it's coach so- to do something <laughs> like that. And 
He owns a shop downtown, so I will give a plug for him. Yeah. Black Papa, Art Society. Papa D. Yeah, look up Papa D at Black Art Society in Mill Creek. He's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, his shop's great, and he did uh-huh. a wonderful job, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. he did great. Yeah, it looks good. Do you want to share your experience? Oh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, since I'm being pressured. <laughs> <laughs> I am <laughs> pulling his hair. Yeah, literally Yanking right his now. arm. Um, <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so the last time that I podcasted by myself, was it, I think it was the day of? It might have been that day. And I don't remember if I necessarily talked, but, like, I, I was at work, and I had so much going on mentally um, in my head, just ready to like lose it. And I remember I was sitting in the middle of a meeting at the beginning of the day and it was kind of like those movies when like, you know, the person's sitting there in their head and you can hear people talking, but it's kind of muffled and there's like no clarity. And then like all of a sudden it's like the clarity comes back in the moment. And then they're like, Ryan, what do you think? And it was like, you have no idea what's going on. I had no idea what was going on. And and so I went back to my desk after the meeting, you know, I was able to like, you know, okay, well, what, were, what was, what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah. It was one of those moments. Oh. And I went back to my desk and I was there for probably like another 10, 15 minutes at trying to get something done. And I'm like, I, I'm not here today, you know? And so you took went, a mental day. Yeah. So I went and told my boss, I was like, dude, I was like, I have got to get out of here. I'm like, I am dealing with a lot of stuff right now and I just got to get out of here. And, um, and he, he, I messaged him and then he walked past my desk and kind of like tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, come talk to me. So I went and sat with him and he's just like, by the way, I have no problem with you leaving. He's like, you're totally fine. I'm just wanting to know like what's going on. If there's any, if you want to talk about it, you know, I'm willing to be here to help you. And I'm like, you know, honestly, I was like, I don't think it's anything you can really help with, <laughs> you know, because I mean, it's it's just dealing with a lot of, you know, turmoil and stuff um, and just trying to make sense of all of this religious, you know, stuff. And and I've, I've kind of briefly talked to him a bit about kind of what I'm going through just so he's aware. And he just kind of nodded his head like, got it, you know, and he's like, he's like, get out of here. He's like, and honestly, he's like, he's like, what do you plan on doing? And I'm like, I have no idea. I'm like, I just was, I don't know, like I have, I was going to go home and figure that out, you know? And he's like something, honestly, that helps me. He's like, I just go to a movie by myself so I can just zone out, (laughs) you know? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, I really work at a great place. Like my boss is sitting here telling me, leave the workday and go to a movie, you know, just to get your mind clear. And, you know, I really appreciated that. That meant a lot. Um, Well, I think it's because... Your industry you work in, you guys sit at computers all day. And I don't know for sure, but I don't imagine there's a lot of talking because you're Mm. coding. There is a lot of talking. Is there? Yeah, there's a lot of communication. We do a lot of collaboration and stuff. So it's never like isolative. When I picture it, it, that's what I picture in my head. So I'm like. That might be even the. Yeah. You're stuck in your head (sighs) just coding or doing your work. No, there's so a lot of, of there's a lot of interpersonal collaboration and stuff. So that's 
that's good. Um, anyway, you left. Yeah. So I left and driving home and I, I'm pretty sure I was actually listening to disturb just raging in the car, you know, like, um, just trying to get all of that out and, um, got home and I just was like, I've got to separate everything that I have from, from my life that has anything to do with my connection to church. And, you know, I won't go into details, um, cause I don't want people to feel, you know, bothered by it, but. Well, it's personal. You don't have to share everything. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I did rid myself of a few things. Um, and then I also, uh, I was like sitting there and I was like, okay, what else? Like I ended up gutting my closet, like cleaning stuff out, um, throwing away like a lot of the, uh, stuff that I have, um, just, you know, de-junking things. And, um, and I, I kind of got done with that. I actually sat in my closet for a little while and just cried. Um, and then I was like, what else? You know, when I was like records, you know, my records to the church, I'm like, if I separate that, you know, I make that cut and I submit my name, um, I submit my resignation and, you know, then all will be, you know, that, that would be kind of like the final thing. And so I got onto quitmormon.org and I filled out the information and I, and I submitted it and then, um, that doesn't actually do anything because then what happens is it gives you a link to download a PDF that has a letter that you then have to go in and get notarized to then submit to your bishop and then they submit it and then, you know, it's just a matter of time and then you get your letter back. And I got to that point and I, I had the letter on my computer and I, and I started reading through it. And there were a couple of things that really stood out to me that really bothered me. And not that I'm like worried about it, but it was wording like, be aware, you know, you just so you were aware that by submitting this, you forego, you know, your temple blessings, your sealing, all that stuff, you know, will be nullified. And I was like, deep, you know, this part of me that that Mormon brain part of me was so bothered by that, um, that I kind of stopped. And, and I talked to Brandy about it that day. And she was very, very supportive, very loving. She's like, you know, you were like, I don't have any, any problem with you doing this. You know, this is absolutely your decision, but I don't want you to do it in haste. Well, I could see his and impulse. And like, I could see your mind ticking five gears ahead of where you were. Yeah. And five behind. No, like that's how rushed I could feel that you were right. to get it done, which means that you were not present. You were not in your present mind in control of that yeah. moment. And I did. I said that I, I support him and he was, he, he actually said, because I said, but don't do this quickly. And he said, see, see, you don't want me to do this. Kind of, you know, <laughs> trying to find something. feel like that, though. You, you totally said it. And I said, no, I really am more concerned that you will regret this because 
you are so emotional making this decision. Yeah. And it kind of, it kind of helped. I think that kind of snapped you back. Right. And, and that's the thing is again, I do not, I do not believe for a second that a record with a church and something that happened 17 years ago in a building is going to decide the fate of our togetherness. You know, I really don't believe that. And I also don't believe that, I mean, you know, I've talked about it before. Like, I don't, I don't believe that any of it's real. Um, you know, and I think that if there is a God, he's not going to just go splitting families up right and left because they, you know, didn't go to a building to get sealed or decided later on in life that they needed to separate that. I just, I don't, I don't think that's how things are. So, you know, so, but it was just that, that was like that one bit of, you know, apprehensiveness, like, I don't know. There was that Mormon brain part of me that was like, ah, this is like kind of final. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't personally see, it's, it's everybody's individual choice, but I don't see sometimes the purpose for it. I get the separation. Like, I just don't want any ties. It's just too painful. It's just too, you know, but to me, it's just, it's, your name is, is sitting there, you know, and if family in 50 years or a hundred years from now know that, that you are a certain religion, don't know that was part of your life. That's it. You know? Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I just don't feel, I don't see the urgency. Obviously I'm not in that place. Right. And, I, and I, I agree. I agree. Taking a moment to think it's not that I'm like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do this. Um, because I think that I would be fully, fully confident. Actually, I know I would be fully confident in doing so, but there's not any reason necessarily to right now. Mm-hmm. And I've talked with you before that if, you know, if the church decided to do something, you know, again, like they did before, um, where people... You feel like you have your lines kind of drawn, like, okay, yeah, this happens. I can't... I can't knowingly leave my name in an organization that is all about supporting or divisive. Yeah. Hurting people. Sure. And, and that's, that's where I will draw my line. Yeah. Um, So now, you know, I will give it credit that they are, they are doing little bits here and there to try to make things better. And so, you know, kind of for the meantime, it's a, it's all just, it's kind of a one step forward, two steps back. That with with their efforts, you know, half step forward, six steps back. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like that. Yeah. I guess any, any progress or any positivity in some of those areas is better than nothing. Yeah. But so yeah. for the meantime, it's just, you know, let's put it on ice and yeah, we'll just see where things go. But yeah, in that moment it was, it was very real and, you know, and again, something that I'm not, I'm not afraid to do. I just think that there was that Mormon brain that's still there and it's well, you were still in going a to be there for a while. Sure. I'm just saying now, like, yeah, that even when I took a moment to step back, it was still that kind of that, 
that apprehension of like, oh, you know, what if, oh. you know, and and <laughs> that's the other thing, too, that kind of stopped me is because like if down the road, which I really 100 percent do not ever think that I would ever like go back. Um, well, you can. Sure. But like if I wanted to go back, go back, I'd have to go through like free baptism and I just, I will not, I won't do that. I, I can't, I wouldn't be able to because the questions that you're asked in order to it, to it, even in a baptismal interview, remember conducting, I did them on my mission with people that we were baptizing and I would not be able to answer those questions the way that they need to be answered. So, yeah. Well, with that, yeah, the, a little bit of, um, temple talk. A little bit, because you mentioned our marriage. Welcome to the Wassums, and welcome to Temple Talk. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, it brings me to our last thing that we have come upon in the last couple weeks. Have we even talked about the text? Dun, dun, dun. That we got to schedule the appointment? I don't know. So really quickly. um, No, I don't think we have. I think it's been longer than. We got the text for our son, our 11-year-old. To come in for the interview, for his the Aaronic Priesthood interview and the deacon interview. And ultimately, we talked and shared some um, church history. And this son is incredibly smart and had a lot of questions and concerns. And we just want our kids to be fully educated. We want them to be right. I know aware members, of the decisions that they're making. I know members that know all the church history and they can go every week and participate. And it's not every member that it's so damning and disturbing, but they usually are members that grew up knowing it from their childhood, yeah, their whole lives. So that makes a difference. So we're trying to do that with our kids to try to be a little bit more not, open. Not present the whitewashed version of the gospel and the history in the church. It's the full version. Not just the pretty version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And uh, with all the anyway, we ultimately we said, let's put it on ice for a minute. We're going to, he decided that he'd rather just hold off. And it's been a couple weeks. He's He's gone to young men's. And of course it was how to pass the sacrament, which he can't do because he doesn't have the Aaronic Priesthood. So he feels a little bit left out. He struggles going sometimes because he feels like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna give me crap about it. And I'm like, just tell him it's your your decision. It's a personal decision, and you're taking a little more time to think about it and feel. I'm sorry. Can I just can I just take a minute though? Because those, I'm I'm having a moment. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, those activities are to be activities. Right. I don't know. My, my, my opinion about it is having an activity like that where, okay, now we're going to practice passing the sacrament and talking about that. You're saying do it on Sundays. Yes. That needs to be done on Sundays because what if a kid was there to show up just happenstance this week? I decided to go. It's not part of the ward. You know, but it was invited by a friend and then shows up and then he's like, oh, um, this is awkward. It's just what it is. It's, I don't know. I I just feel like it's just so very kind of 
manipulative in like the, you know, especially at the beginning of the year. Oh, let's do this at the beginning of the year to get all the kids just ramped well, the up new ready to do cha- this. The new, that's how they're running it now where it's the January of the year you turn 12. So they're starting the year off because all of the boys this January would be put in as deacons and get the running priesthood. So it makes sense. It's all timely. But he... I don't know. I just don't feel like it's appropriate for a weekly activity. But that's me. Well, he doesn't want to... Um, he wants to go really bad to be with his peers. And he does go most most weeks. And he comes home having fun because they stay there and play basketball, you know? Just like all the young men did growing up. I remember jumping yeah. in and playing sometimes too. But anyway, he came home this week and... In fact, last night came into our room and said, um, I need to decide on, on the priesthood. I got to make my decision. And I said, okay, well, what are you thinking? And he's like, well, I, all my friends at Young Men's keep telling me I need to get my temple recommend. And I said, okay, then go get your temple recommend. And he and Ryan both were like, he can't get his temple recommend unless he gets the ironic priesthood. And I... <laughs> you didn't believe me. I didn't believe you. I was like, You're whatever. Like, no, he doesn't. Whatever. He does not. He's, yeah, he does. He, what? <laughs> you guys, I had no idea. I have another son older that did get the ironic priesthood when he turned 12. So it wasn't the how they have the age thing now. And I just never even considered that to be a thing. It was just time, just checking off the boxes, I guess. And I never even thought about it. So he wants to go... interesting because they don't officiate in anything. Right. That's where I'm at with it. I've, it. I have spent a lot of time today texting family and friends and Facebook groups and even my bishop. And 100% of everyone that I have talked to today... Cannot give me an answer. They cannot. No one. Everyone said, I actually don't know. I've never thought about it. And I, I don't like that. It leads me to feel a few things. First of all, my son is extremely worthy to go in the temple and do baptisms. (laughs) Yet his worthiness interview, that's what they call them he would be denied access to the temple because he chooses, he's choosing not to get the priesthood right now. He's 11. He's 11, so why not? But also, why, why would he feel the need to go if he doesn't believe everything and do all of the things in the time he's supposed to, quote-unquote? Well, because he's a child and he wants to go with his friends. I mean, that's what you do. That's what you do in the church. You turn eight, you get baptized. You don't know why, but you're doing it because your friends do it. Right, right. You, when you turn 11 or 12, you you progress into young women's and young men's. Right. And you get the ironic priesthood because all your friends do. But here's my question, playing the, the angel's advocate, not the devil's advocate. If he doesn't believe that he needs or wants to get the priesthood right now, then why does he care so much about going to the temple? Because he wants to experience it and be with his friends. That's ultimately what it's about. Mm, When I look back as a child, I remember thinking it was really cool. 
It's not a good enough reason, right? I had really cool experiences at the temple. I was with my friends. It was what you did. And, but I had no idea why, you know, and the ironic priesthood can't baptize. They can't use it to do baptisms for the dead. So why do they they have to have it? They can once they get to be a priest, but not as a deacon or a teacher. Well, as a priest, don't you have the Melchizedek? No. When do you get that? See, I... That's I don't even know all an, of it. When you become an elder. So you graduate high school and then you become an elder and then that's when you get the Melchizedek. Okay. Most of the time kids get it before they go on their mission. Okay. Well, I'm right in I'm right in the fact that 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds Yeah, 12 and 14-year-olds are not officiating right. anything. So it's yeah. very confusing to me and kind of frustrating and the fact that nobody can give me an answer is even more frustrating. And I don't know how to feel about it. And it's, I, I got a lot of, well, girls are, are, um, how was that put? Girls, girls are. Girls are more worthy. <laughs> well, I mean, you could look at it that way because girls turn 11 and they can go. They have their worthiness interview and they go and boys can't. But some of the, some of those comments that we got were that, well, girls are looked upon differently than boys and they don't, women don't have the priesthood. Boys just have to have it. But why? You know? And I, yeah. I'm i in a place where I don't want to just blindly follow or be like, well, that's just what it is, so that's what we do. Like, I don't I don't want to live my life like that anymore. But what is that, Brandy? That's not just living, it's not following blindly. I just don't like how that makes me feel. So it's frustrating to me. And it's frustrating to him. So, oh... Guys, if you have any advice on that, please send it our way because I've, like I said, I have reached out to a lot of people and I just don't understand. Ah, my poor son. He's feeling very conflicted. And I don't blame the other kids for giving the pressure because of course we are. That's what they do at that age. Like, hey, you got to do it so you can come hang out with us or, you know, they're not, I don't think their intentions are in any way to be rude or hurtful. It's just age-appropriate behavior. Right. You know? So I don't feel... My bishop said, I'm sorry he feels peer pressure like that. And I and I immediately responded, I totally get it. I have I hold no ill will towards the other kids. They don't... They don't know. You know? So I don't know. It's left me stumped. And kind of frustrated and I don't know. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that yeah. I guess I'll keep I'll keep looking. <laughs> and if you guys have any advice on it or anything, any insight into that, please reach out to us. Share with us. Uh, jump on our Facebook page and I posted about it today. So jump on there and share your thoughts and and insight or links or any information you have about it because I'm sure I'm not the only one that's wondering, you know? Anyway, I don't know. That's kind of kind of where I am with that. Yeah. Um, real quick, I just want to talk really fast about 
um, an app that we've been using. Um, it's called Calm. Oh, um, it's yeah. for meditation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not perfect at it. I don't do it every day, but I try to do it every day. I do it a lot more than I ever have. Um, but it is absolutely life changing. Um, <clears throat> it's a tr- subscription. Truly, it is. Yes, it's a subscription, and so it's it's is it yearly? <clears throat> it's a yearly fee. Yeah, it's like a, a seventy dollar a year thing. Um, but and so I was worth it already. On spending it, but I had a friend tell me that it's like, dude, it's a game changer. Just pay for it, and so we did it, and it is literally one of the greatest things. In fact, our done. boys tonight fell asleep to it. Yeah. They were like, Mom, please turn a meditation on for us to fall asleep. And it's literally for a sleep meditation. Yeah. You can go in and push sleep, relax, um, stress, beginner, all these different options like of meditation levels. There's like a seven day for levels. happiness or seven yes. day for like stress reduction. Um, but what it's done... Like one of the things that I found so incredible about it is, and we've talked about it kind of a little bit before, but I don't feel like I've really understood it so much as I do now of the whole living intentionally. Um, There was one that it was like literally spend today and make today the most present day you've ever been alive. And it was like, you know, find a handful of things that you are going to use to remind yourself, oh yeah, I'm living intentionally coming back to there now because it's so easy in our in our fast-paced lives to become um fast you know to, to become autopilot and to just do things um quickly and you know without really thinking and it's just mundane and what i have found was that literally i woke up i one day i woke up at like 2 a.m and i was like okay today's that day that i'm gonna do that And so that day I woke up and it was like, I strived throughout the day to remind myself, live now, live now, live in the now, recognize what's, what you're experiencing right now, recognize the sounds that are, that are around you right now. Um, you know, and like the, the sound of laughter, things like that, just being in the present. And it was one of the greatest days that I have had. That's awesome. Probably all year. It's just, it just was so powerful right. to be like, recognize what you're experiencing, mm-hmm. enjoy it, appreciate it, and recognize that it, this is you living. Well, what it did is it kept you more present. Oh, it was amazing. Just like meditation, <clears throat> they, which I appreciate the guide that, you know, there's lots of different guys on there, but they talk and they're like, they, they mention, now if your mind has wandered, just bring it back. But no, with don't, no judgment. Don't, don't be judgment. mad at yourself yeah. for like, and, oh crap, I got sidetracked. Oh my gosh, why can't I do this without thinking yeah. about groceries or, you know, whatever <laughs> it is? We, it's normal. It happens. But to recognize it and to just bring yourself back. So this is what that is also, is keeping you present, keeping you intentional. Oh my gosh, I just saw a bird. That's amazing that birds can fly. They the, the noises they make the. You know, it, oh, yeah. that stop sign. Okay, I need to stop. Just keeping you in the moment. Yeah. And so many, awesome. yeah, so many things. It just was really amazing. So, I mean, yeah, if you're kind of feeling like you just live day to day, like you just wake up and you go to work and you come home and you go to bed and you wake up and you go to work. When I wake up, yeah. I know I want to be. I don't. 
what was happening right now. I know. I totally um, see my mind just wandered. But no, like, <laughs> and, and I mean, literally like there, I have felt like that. I've even mentioned that to you. Like the past like few, you know, like probably six months is like, man, I just feel like I'm doing same thing every day. And it does, it changes because every day is not going to be exactly the same, especially if you're trying to recognize throughout the day, the moments that are happening. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's easier said than done. It is literally a practice. It is something that you have to practice and you have to do Mm -hmm. again and again and again. And it's, and it's hard. It's very hard, but it's incredibly worth it. Yeah. It's been awesome. So yeah. I mean, when your kids ask you, mom, will you please turn meditation on for me to sleep tonight? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's crazy cool. Right there. It's crazy cool. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's, I think, where we'll leave you tonight. And we're hoping to get back on a good <laughs> a good schedule yeah. with this. It may not be weekly, and that's okay. But we're, we will try weekly. W-E-A-K-L-E-Y. Weekly. L-E-Y. Oh, boy. Oh, my. It's, it's 1030. It's 1030. It's so time to go to bed. Anyway, it's, it was good to be back with you. It was good to share the last couple weeks with you. Our thoughts and feelings and just keeping keeping that momentum going and and with that we we're will, going to bed. Gonna go to bed. I'm gonna fall asleep. Okay. <laughs> we will chat with you guys next time. Thanks for listening and yeah, we're out. <laughs>